Today on the podcast, we are speaking with Mistress Simone about enemas. <laughs> Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your host, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. You recommend we stop listening, do you? Oh, I do, I do. I stumbled on that word. You also made it. I'm curious about the interesting noise you you made after we introduced that the show would be about enemas. The, the, oh, did it, I say it? It was kind of like a... It wasn't ooh. just in my head? No, no. It was a, uh, well, we have this mixed feeling about enemas, apparently. But but after listening to Mr. Simone talk about it, we absolutely learned a lot about mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had a lot more questions than I thought I did about it. It just goes to show how little I know. And, so. and our, our question of the day is a little bit sad. It is, it is. So, well, I had someone um, actually send us a very long question of, um, but I shortened it to, did we experience heartbreak early in our poly? And um, she gave a little bit of background and said, you know, I, that she has, and she's wanting to know how to, how to deal with it because now she's afraid to put her heart out there mm-hmm. because it's been broken a couple of times. And did you have advice for her or an answer? Well, no, I told her we would answer it on the podcast, so I need to <laughs> remember to write her back and let her know what show it's going to be on. So, because, um, well, I did give her a simple answer, and so we'd explain it a little bit more on here. But, um, I mean, the, the simple answer is yes. You know, at the beginning, we'd never done this before, and, you know, so we put our heart out there. We're loving people, and sometimes it worked, and sometimes it didn't. So, I don't know that there's a lot of control with that. I mean... Well, I would, I would say the first couple of relationships we had, um, absolutely, and, and people hate to say, oh, fail or not fail, um, but they did not go well, and they certainly mm-hmm. involved heartbreak, um, and I think a lot of it comes from experience, a lot of it comes from the fact that sometimes relationships don't go well. I think for us, it was very difficult to navigate through the emotional um, landmines that come with polyamory because you at that point we really didn't know anybody and correct me if i'm wrong but i don't mm-hmm. know that we knew anybody that we were close to anybody who was successfully polyamorous we had some people that had relationships with other people but like you said you and i are very deep lovers mm-hmm. so when we're engaged with somebody it it seems to go deep it seems to be very engaged right. so absolutely we had some heartbreak uh, but then, but but how do you deal with that? How do you deal with it? Though, uh, you know, it's in my head. I'm going through a couple of the the, the first um, beginning ones, and do you know, even all the way back at the very first couple that we dated, mm-hmm. who then broke up, so we dated one of them. Oh, right, right, yes. Um, even then, it was about time. We told her we didn't have a lot of time, and. She came knocking on our door one day saying, spend time with me. Mm 
when we said, I'm sorry, we're packing for a trip, you know, or something like that. You know, it just ended up being a calendar thing and we didn't know how to negotiate that piece of it. So expectations, time, right. you know, a lot of that stuff that we just weren't skilled at, 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 at maneuvering around. A lot, a lot of the issue becomes uh, matching people. And I, I feel a little, it's, it's fun to have this conversation. Now mm-hmm. this is just off the cuff stuff. Mm-hmm. This is exactly why we've created beyond the love, the three day poly event, right? Because there is so much we could talk about and there's so much we can learn about, you know, so you bring other people in, surround yourself with other poly mm-hmm. people and have these conversations face to face is fantastic. Not only to be able to say, I've had this issue, but somebody else to say, yeah, me too. You know, exactly. But I don't want to turn this into a beyond the love commercial. I, it's funny thinking about one of the, the challenges that we had early in polyamory was that you and I would present ourselves as thus. Mm-hmm. And somebody would come into our life and say, oh, well, I learned about a style of polyamory that's this. And that's what I want. Mm-hmm. And me, you know, I, I remember with one person being saying, well, no, that's really not what I want out of a relationship. So things did not work out. Right, right. We try to fit some square pegs and round holes. Exactly, exactly. And it's not as naughty as it sounds. Um, <laughs> square pegs. <laughs> so dealing with that heartbreak, right? So we could go through the list of relationships that did not work and why mm-hmm. they didn't work. Some of them didn't work and it was heartbreaking. Some of them, it was more of a, wow, that would have been a mistake. Let's let's throw right. in the towel right here and just hang out. Right. Um, dealing with it. So how do you deal with that heartbreak? Uh, uh, you know what? I can remember a couple, one specifically, and I'm sure there's more than one, where there was heartbreak. Mm-hmm. There was heartbreak. I mean, you know, I had really, really opened up to this person. I know you had as well. Um, I'm not even going to give an initial because I know they listen to the podcast cast every now and then. So they may know who they are, but we're still friends with them now okay. at this point. Um, but it was really heartbreaking when she made that phone call and said, you know... I know you guys said you didn't have time and I'm looking for a little bit more and you guys just can't offer what I'm looking for at this point. So she broke up with us. <laughs> and uh, I can remember having that phone conversation with her and crying on the phone. So they can be really hard. I'm glad we're still friends. We all still have a lot to offer each other. Mm-hmm. Just not in that capacity. Right, right. So, yeah, that one was a little hard. And, you know, but... Then again, this is our experience. Like you said, if you get around a whole group of people, even if it's a support group like Poly Columbus or whatever city, you know, you get a support group, you're going to have different stories. Oh, yeah. You know, some people have jumped right into it. They're still on their original attempt at Poly and, you know, that's yeah, absolutely, <laughs> it's worked, absolutely. Out. It's worked um, out great. I would hate for people to hear this and think, oh, boy, so most of the time it doesn't work. Right, And right. you're right. I mean, take a look. For example, Karen. Mm-hmm. I was the first poly relationship she ever got involved in. Mm-hmm. Seven years later, still going strong, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so sometimes it works great. Oh, it's, like any other relationship, sometimes it doesn't. The interesting aspect is how to deal with heartbreak to start off with. It may, it's a lot easier with the person that you were um, d- talking about. Mm-hmm. Because we presented ourselves honestly and we stayed true mm-hmm. to who we were, that made it easier for the heartbreak to ha- or for the, the breakup to happen. Right. Because we never got to that point where, oh, well, you didn't like me because of this or because of that. The person said, you know, we said we like apples. And that person said, I just can't be with a person that likes apples. Right, right. And for me to say, oh, is there something wrong with me? I, that never came up. Oh, no. I, yeah. st- I understood that, okay, there's an incompatibility there. 
You said you could deal with it. You can't deal with it. And she, and she wanted to experience oranges. Sure. And Absolutely. And we weren't oranges. Right. So, right. you know, and, and she ended up experiencing oranges and pears. And now she's with her... I don't know what he is, <laughs> what fruit to pick here, <laughs> but it's what, you know, what she was looking for and settled down with. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. She'll probably start exploring and again. doing, doing the happily ever oh, after thing at this point. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so the interesting part is, so how do you get back on the, you know, get going again, right? Mm-hmm. Dealing with the heartbreak, prepping yourself to be authentically you to start off with is a good start, thing to start with. When the pain happens, cry. Yeah. Big fan of yeah. experience the pain. Right. We're going to go jump into a little bit of uh, polyamory for Buddhists at this point. But the idea is uh, very simple. You don't have to be a Buddhist to do or this. Or Buddhism bit. for polyamory. Either way. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I, it's the other way. Experience the pain. Ow, that hurts. Right. But six months later, don't live in that pain. Mm-hmm. Recognize it did hurt. Mm-hmm. And now I'm somewhere else. And then, and don't take it personally. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can take it personally if they say, cause you're a dick, you know, or something like that, mm-hmm. but really don't, you know, it, it don't take it personally. It, it, it's, it's their story. It's their life. It's your story. It's your life. And sometimes they don't merge yeah. very long. Uh, understanding, like you're, you're saying that everybody does everything because of their perception, mm-hmm. not because of you. Mm-hmm. Right. And that helps to remember that kind of thing. And then you, you, you get back out there, just like any other relationship, right? You get back out there. You, you cry with your friends. You, Hopefully poly friends and not monogamous friends saying, I told you so. Right, right. <laughs> so that's, that's our uh, six minutes of how to deal mm-hmm. with a poly breakup. Yep. And yep. then get and, your ass back out there. Every, yep, everybody's going to have it differently. And you know what? And we had to get our asses back out there because it's who we are. You know, if we try to shut that side of us down... It just, it shuts us down. Right. It's not a piece that we shut down. It's all of us that we shut and, down. And that's one of the ways we got back in there is to recognize this is our authentic selves, mm-hmm. right? And uh, fortunately, we have each other to support each other right. in that as well. Right. Uh, I will point out that somebody got some free CDs in the mail on the way to them. They did. They did. Uh-oh. Who was it? <laughs> And where'd we lose a puppy? I don't know. I just, I just heard a puppy from random. the back of the apartment. So, okay. Well, let me look up a name for the, the free CDs. And then it came as a result of our newsletter that we put out. And I don't know why we give away free CDs for the newsletter. We very rarely po- post to it. But when we do, uh, it's just a way to keep up with us and the kind of stuff that we're doing and all that jazz. <laughs> so I'm looking up who got the CDs. I'm getting ready to mail those out today, by the way. Um, it's the same person that ragged on you about your Charlotte Panthers with the Seahawks. <laughs> oh, you mean the, the, uh, the Carolina Panthers, which just crushed the Giants like little sissy boys? Exactly. Those Carolina Panthers? <laughs> Those Carolina Panthers, so, yay. In football news. In football news. Yes, the, uh, uh, oddly enough, uh, the Seahawks, who is our, our uh, uh, CD winner, is a, friend, uh, a fa- follower of the Seahawks, looked very good this year. <laughs> That's all the football news we're going to do. Awesome, awesome. So those CDs will go out today. They sent us the color of Ginger's collar that was on the newsletter. New subscribers to the news. Did you actually come up with the name? Do you actually? No, no, he didn't sign his name, and I don't want to say his real name. Okay. So <laughs> um, new subscribers to the newsletter include Goliath from Chilliwack, British Columbia, 
and Chandra from India. Wait a minute, can I just say Chilliwack? I love that. Again. That's why I put it in there instead of just British Columbia. I would have been happy Chilliwack. also if the person's <laughs> name it was Chilliwack from Goliath, British Columbia. That would have been, <laughs> been too. neat too. So Chandra from India. A lovely Rose from Cleveland. Gigi from Ohio. And Red One from Ohio. A lot of Ohioans today. A lot today. of Ohioans and international. Neat, neat, neat. All those people that have subscribed to the Erotic Awakening newsletter, and they too may win free CDs or see pictures of... <laughs> it's hard to tell. Who knows? Who knows what we're going to do It is that. hard to tell. Hard to tell. So, um, so on to tentacle link news. Oh, my God. Oh, so <laughs> I showed up... Well, I showed up at the room last night. I didn't tell you this. So, you know the purple the, the purple octopus that Mr. Malaprop gave I do know me? that purple octopus. The one, it kind of yeah. like forms into a ball and then you About open it. About the size of a fist. A, yeah, yep, yep. yeah, yeah. And it, it's a smiling, so I guess it could be like a butt plug or something. Huh, interesting. And then... <laughs> I think it's interesting that anything that's the size of the fist, you think of as butt plug. <laughs> no, so I think good. it's a little smaller yeah. than the fist. So, and then Penny... From NLA. Uh So I walk in the room last night, and uh, because Monkey Puzzle Club was meeting there. And I just finished up a meeting outside with us submissives (laughs) that are putting on the high protocol dinner. But Mm -hmm. anyway, so I walk upstairs, and someone puts another purple octopus in in my face. It looks just like. (laughs) Almost just like the other one, except it's bigger, uh-huh. and it's got a mean, grouchy face on it. <laughs> so Penny from NLA gave me that one. So we ended up taking pictures of the big, grumpy one with the little, smiley one on top of his head. Mr. Malaprop took some pictures. So <laughs> they should be on Facebook sometime today. I'll, I'll link to them. Not Facebook, FetLife. Yes. <laughs> Though, on Facebook, um, Dolly to the Fourth, uh-huh. I think is her name on Fet, um, on Facebook... She had a link, and all she did was tag my name. So people know that Facebook is my vanilla space, so they won't say anything about why they tagged my name to it. But she tagged me to a a Woot Mm t-shirt. And the Woot t-shirt has an octopus on it, and it says something like the, the tree of life, the tentacle of life, something like that. But it's just a really cool octopus shirt, so I bought it. It should be coming in the mail any I'm, day. You know, I'm, that's fine. I'm, I'm well, glad. Look at what I'm wearing now. You are wearing your tentacle this, sex, this, sex shirt. Yes. Yeah, this poor shirt. I am glad that your, your tentacle impulse buy was a $15 Woot t-shirt versus the $3,000 serving bowl that exactly. we had not too long ago. <laughs> um, and then also I see that the House of Thalarius has sent you a link of black lips with little tentacles coming out of the mouth. Very, actually, I found that a very artsy yeah. sort of... Uh, I wouldn't kiss that mouth, but I certainly thought it was cute. House of Thalarius, we will be talking about more in future episodes. We just got a link from them today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is an Australian uh, thing that they're yeah. putting out down there. Uh, and we haven't really explored the website enough to make too many comments other than finding out uh, it's pretty cool what I've seen so far. Absolutely. So I love the design they've done on it. I like the links, but of course our podcast is one of the links. So yeah, I kind of hate that. I like it. So awesome, awesome. On um, Fet Mail, we had Johnny Jackhammer yes. write us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really thought he was going to write me to give me shit about the song that I made up about his name, but no, he said anybody who makes a song about my name is okay with my book. So uh, hello, Johnny Jackhammer. And also George from the Google Plus, where apparently people still find us, as well as Stephen from the Facebook. All those ways. You could actually get a hold of us in those ways as well, if that was your desire. Mm-hmm. The easy thing to do is just write us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Mm-hmm. The got comment form. 
Oh, you said that changed. I should change that on our notes. So right now it's the Got Comment form on the web page. Uh, and we do have a Facebook page, uh, Erotic Awakening, all one word. Mm-hmm. And FetLife, we have a group, Erotic Awakening, two words. Though I need to throw the voicemail out there again because someone wrote us and said, I have a voicemail I want to send you, but I haven't sent it yet. I haven't done it yet. So well, the remind voicemail, them of the number. I will. The number is 614-414-2072. And in the heights of arrogance, if you're calling internationally, the prefix is one. One. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. You know, we actually have a lot to talk about before we um, start up the interview, so we'll try to zip through it. It's early Thursday morning. And it is early Thursday morning. See, we're yeah. both on our second, second cup, cup of coffee. coffee. Indeed, indeed. So, um, Before you talk about that, I don't know, mm-hmm. even know what you're going to talk about. <laughs> yes, you but, do. Did I? <laughs> no, but <laughs> it won't that. surprise you when I <laughs> start talking about it. Did you know that uh, yesterday that... Claire, which is our cat, uh-huh. uh, came in the kitchen and said, I am a cat, not a kitten. No. I did not know that. <laughs> Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Smitten Kitten. Smitten Kitten is your online resource and personal guide to all things sex-related. They offer over 3,000 unique products and have served the sex-positive community for over 10 years. From dildos to... Enema kits, you'll find it all at smittenkittenonline.com. Uh, by the way, our um, advertising hooby doo for mm-hmm. Smitten Kitten is just about running out, so next week or two, we should remind our listeners to write Smitten Kitten and say, We I heard about you on the Erotic Waking podcast. podcast. Nice. So, you know what? I'm looking over at you, and you're not wearing a shirt. No, I'm not wearing a shirt. You've really been hitting the gym, haven't you, sir? <laughs> oh, yeah. Kiss the guns. <laughs> <laughs> So, An Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's Kinky Fun Group. Their next event is the AIS Amazing One Night Party on October 19th, 2013. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. Are we in town for that? We are not. We're never in town for that. We're not in town for that one. I know. We will be up in Chicago. And I was just sent the information this morning that I have to finish filling out for um, Kinky College Homecoming, ah. I think is what it's called. So, yay! We love Chicago. I wish I was in town for the one-night party, though. I know. I love their parties. So, that would be awesome. So, just, um, you know, I'm looking at different things that we have to talk about. See, there's been a couple of things going on. So, first of all was the weekend that we just had. Oh, uh, yeah, Absolutely. Um, I can't say names. I can't really, because <laughs> we didn't get their permission, though I don't know that they would really care. But, um, wow, so do I want to talk about names, or do I want to talk about the actual ritual? No, well, let's talk about the, the ritual a little bit. So over the weekend, you and I went to a sacred sexuality, well, no, we didn't. We went to a hand, hand fasting. fasting. So people have heard us before talk about Path of the Kadishti, which is our sacred sexuality path. Mm-hmm. And they've probably heard us talk about... Um, the fact that that the teaching part of it was taken over by two friends of ours, friends and one's, one was a student. Mm-hmm. So, and they uh, had a nice hand fasting over the weekend, and uh, part of their hand fasting was uh, not only a standard classical sort of uh, hand fasting, not hand wedding. Fasting. It was right. a good classical hand fasting, right? And and you and I had a small part in that Played as well. Archetypes, yeah, mm-hmm. king mm-hmm. and queen, yeah. So. There was a, a bunch of friends and, and people that have uh, supported them over the years that played different archetypes. But phase two of the mm-hmm. hand fasting was the 
they took that same space of the hand fasting and uh, bonded it or sealed it or uh, charged, charged it. it, thank yeah. you, with a sacred sexuality ritual. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, we didn't participate in the ritual this time, but man, I could hear it. Mm-hmm. I could feel the energy of it. What an amazing way to start a committed relationship mm-hmm. is having your friends around you. And some of it was BDSM play, some of it was sex, some of it was solo sex, all of it was consensual, you know, all of the stuff that took place, you know, was discussed ahead of time. But um, people, some people really stepped out of their comfort zones to, l- to lend energy to this couple's new partnership. It was amazing. It was it was amazing, and it was um, just real briefly the, the this area that they call um, uh, the barn. It's not the, the bunk barn. house. The bunkhouse. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, the the couple had this main bed in the middle of it, mm-hmm. and to consummate to consummate, and other people around them created their own little pods, their own little groups, and had sex mm-hmm. scenes. BDSM scenes, all kinds of stuff going around there, and just this whole energy charging creating thing. Sounds like it was really neat. You're right. You and I, uh, well, so here's a nice segue into our next bit, was that you and I and Karen were all invited up there, so we all went up there together. With the puppy? With the puppy, who was not invited. <laughs> the puppy's a little bit of a party crasher, but everybody, she's so damn cute, no one can resist her. Uh, I used to be that cute, but <laughs> I've grown old and fat, and my hair's falling out. Uh, which is why I go to the gym. You know, a little midlife crisis thing going on there, probably. Um, so the relationship you, I, and Karen have is not a uh, threesome from an intimate perspective. Right. So we were like, all right, so how are we going to do this whole thing, right? Do and really, we decided we, we we just wouldn't because we don't have that relationship style. Right, and, and the doors get closed with that part of the ritual, so it's not like you can go in with one of us and then come back out and go right, in with the other right. one. So, yeah. So, you know, we thought, well, maybe the three of us could go in there, and you and Karen could both bring a book, and I'd play with one of you, and then roll over <laughs> to the other. And we thought that'd be a little weird. That'd be weird. Um, so, but that's fine, right? That's just our style of polyamory, which mm-hmm. just happens to lead me into the um, that you mentioned on uh, a couple of the uh, people that are coming to speak to us about polyamory at mm-hmm. Beyond the Love. Right, and one of them is Ginger, not the puppy. <laughs> <laughs> and the classes she's teaching are five things your metamor wants you to know. And for those of you that don't know what a metamor is, it's your partner's partner, mm-hmm. right? Um, and five things your secondary wants you to know. So sounds like it'd be interesting classes. Uh, Ginger's has just been fantastic so far mm-hmm. as a supporter of the podcast. Uh, I'm sorry, of the event. But also, uh, just checking out her blog. She has a very, and you'll see a lot, a link a lot to it. Uh, really interesting writer, really interesting person, and um, definitely one of the people I'm looking forward to meeting at the event. Absolutely. So, and I need to remember to um, do an RSS feed to her blog because the pieces I've looked at it, I really, really enjoy as well. So, awesome. Looking forward to meeting her and having her at the event. Yeah. And by the way, today, if you're listening to the podcast today, the day I posted, September 26th, you still have time to buy tickets to the event. The early bird tickets, you've got a couple days left before they expire. Mm-hmm. Just a couple of days. So, and then... 
We just joined the Poly Leaders Network. Yeah, that's interesting. Didn't even know that thing existed. Didn't know it existed. And then we found out that a lot of our people that are presenting for us are already on it because they run their own events. Mm -hmm. Zoe runs an event up in Canada. Billy runs an event in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. You know, so... Yeah, I think we kind of belong on the leadership network if we're sure. running an event and been part of Poly Columbus for, I think we're losing track at this point, 12 years, 13 years, something like that. So anyway, we do a lot of stuff with Poly. Absolutely. So we definitely belong there and it's neat to see other people's input and any other people's viewpoints on stuff. And um, and I hope people will forgive us for continually pushing things like the Beyond the Love or PXS, but <clears throat> if you've attended any of our stuff, if you've read Living MS, uh, hopefully you, you get the idea. And we've just had this discussion this morning to make sure that the things that we're putting our energy into are things that we actually care about, things right. that we find are important, things that we actually do think benefit the world. Mm -hmm. uh, we're very fortunate in that I've got a nice job already. Mm -hmm. It's not a big job. I drive a Kia, not a <laughs> Mercedes. I've got a Suzuki. <laughs> So, but we have enough uh, income from that that we don't have to worry about doing polyamory or sacred sexuality or BDSM or these events for a profit. Right. Uh, we can do it, and it costs us a little money if need be, or if, if it breaks even, which, is, by the way, is much better. Yes. Um, <laughs> Break even or a little bit beyond. So I'm, I'm sure Mr. Simone's sitting there waiting for to hear her voice instead of our voice. Mm -hmm. You had one other thing here about our neighbors in Louisville. Uh, you got to see them on the news. I did, I did. So I just played that link for you this morning. Um, one of my FetLife announcements uh, that came through my email this morning was a, a link to what's going on in Louisville. And it seems that some of the leaders, that there's a zoning issue with one of the clubs down in Louisville. And we know some of the leaders that are putting that club together. And they ended up on the news. And they're fighting. They outed themselves, you know. And they think this is important enough not to just go hide when um, a zoning issue came up. Mm -hmm. And they fully put themselves out in front of the community. They're trying to defend their space and, you know, just trying to, to say what a benefit it is. And as an owner of um, the room, mm -hmm. you know, I have a lot of educational stuff that goes on there as well. And, you know, so I'm going to keep an eye I keep an eye on this one. And we definitely lend our support to those in Louisville. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, really interesting when a... Um a, and it's so funny when you see this news story to me that this community that's come together to mm -hmm. um, stand opposed yeah. to this club are all over 65. Yeah, and, and it's it, all about shaming. Everything they bring up is about shaming, and, and I'm so glad we are actually part of a sex-positive community. You know, mm -hmm. we purposefully put ourselves in the realm of being sex-positive, so... I don't, mm. anyway, so I want to give a shout out to Louisville. I'm not going to say their FET names because their real names were given. I mean, they've outed themselves, but I don't want to actually do that on here. Mm -hmm. So, anyway. So keep the faith, brothers. Fight the good exactly, fight. Exactly, exactly. So, so Don, uh, what do you know about the enemas? Nothing. We have an enema kit. We do. We got did it. Did we give a, it away? We finally yes. did. It was a white. Elephant Did we use Christmas it before we gave it away? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking. We 
would just be bad. That would be bad form, sir. <laughs> so no, it was still in the cellophane. So and it's it's one of those gifts that got passed around from year to year to year at all the Christmas gatherings. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, anyway, you know, some people are really really into it, and you know, you'll hear you'll hear me talk a little bit about what I thought about it at first, and you know, and things like that. This came as a result of our 100 kinky thing list. Uh-huh. Uh, I forget what, the, what it's like. 100 fetishes. 100 fetishes. Right. And as we were going through it, and we were like, oh, yeah, golden showers and group play <laughs> and hair pulling. Things that we can talk about, but right. there's stuff on here that we can't talk about. So we said um, and we- animal play. And fortunately, Mr. Simone was here in Columbus, Ohio at... Uh, Cope. Winter Wickedness. Oh, Cope. Cope. You're right. Mm-hmm. Cope just a few weeks back, and we got to sit down and chat with her a little well, bit. Well, you know what's funny is that she comes up to us, and she's like, are we still doing the podcast? Are we still going to... Because we've been trying to get up with her for, mm-hmm. what, six mm-hmm. months now, and um, just being in the same space and time to, to interview. And uh, you asked me, you're like, okay, what were we supposed to interview her on? Because we had some lined up, and I'm like, I think it's foot worship. And you're like, good, 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 because we need that. And then we sit down, and she's like, okay, enemas. And I'm like, oh, Darn. <laughs> I forgot it was enemas. But really, really good stuff. I assumed she was making an offer before we got started talking about foot worship. I was like, oh. Normally I just offer drinks, but if that's what you want, that's fine. I can answer. If you expect me to think on my own, it's going to happen tonight. See, the, the funny part is, I've already hit record. I know you did. So everybody heard that one, right? (laughs) So, Dawn, earlier tonight you told me that you were getting an enema by Miss Simone. And I thought, wow, I didn't know that was (laughs) Really? Oh, no. Is that what that was? Okay. (laughs) But actually, what Dawn was saying was she was reminding me that Mr. Simone's going to be on the podcast and talk about enema play. And as a side note, Mr. Simone, as a, apparently this is the third time you've been on the podcast? Second or third? I, I think, it, we, I we think it's have, the third. We might have some kind of record going here. I and think it's the third. I thought it, it was a really interesting where here we are, we've, we were talking that you're a little bit of short on time because you're getting ready to do a scene. But I still wasted 15 minutes just catching up, <laughs> chitter-chat, that kind of stuff. That's okay. I love spending time with you guys. Very <laughs> kind of you. But So let's talk about the enema thing a little bit. Start off... What is an enema? Like shoving water in somebody's butthole? Is it that? Is it that simple? Or is it more? What is an enema? Let's start off with that. Okay. And what is an enema, according to medical reasons or medical definition, Mm -hmm. is the infusion of water and or some type of mixture with the water into the colon area, in other words, your ass, (laughs) for the purpose of, in medical terms, to cleanse you out, to flush your system out of any blockage, uh, prepare you for any medical procedures you may be having, any scoping you may be having, and if you're going to have intense surgery so that you don't have an accident on yourself. So it's meant to flush you out and clean you out. Awesome, awesome. Mm -hmm. So... Let's ask um, What is why? the non-medical yeah, that's version? That's what I was saying. <laughs> what, is the fetish, version that, what is the fetish version? What because I'm, I'm looking at that your, your, your title in the community is not doctor. No, so it is not. So you're not doing the medical, you're doing the fetish. Uh, yes and no, actually, to tell you the truth. And I, okay. I'll, I'll explain how I use the medical purpose for a cleansing or enema in my scenes. Okay. Um, when people come to see me for enemas, there's one of two reasons that we're going to engage in this activity. The first one is because they enjoy the enema and the feelings that the enemas provide 
inside a person and they want to have that water and that feeling of fullness mm -hmm. and the pressure and the crampings. Um, think about it, Dawn, okay. Okay, as a really bad period. Okay. All right. You know when you get menstrual cramps? Yeah. That's kind of what and the people want that. And people want that. Okay. And people want that. She's like, I have no idea why anybody would want menstrual cramps at all. The other reason is if you're going to engage in any kind of anal activity, especially fisting. Um, I much prefer when someone who I'm going to engage in, you know, engage in anal pleasure with that they are clean for me. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's less mess, it doesn't smell as bad, you know, so it's, it, it's also easier to engage in anal activities when there's less shit in your way. Sure, Literally. No, that, make, that makes sense. <laughs> yes, yeah. so those are the two primary reasons that a person comes to me, is that they actually enjoy the infusion of the water and or chemicals or soap that I add, mm -hmm. and they enjoy that feeling of holding the water in and having that pressure build up. Mm -hmm. and then releasing it and it's like a big flush where they just go <gasps> now do you ever use it in like a power exchange way because i kind of like read stories when we first got together and it was like oh he fills me up and plugs me up and then sets a timer and how mm. power exchangey how Dominant. Yes, you know? yes, I do. And I, I kind of lost that fantasy. But <laughs> you sure don't want to recreate it. I, mean, no, I can help you. him, really. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, yes, I, it, it, it is a power exchange and can be. Um, the way that the example that you mentioned is a mm -hmm. primary example. The person who I'm doing it with will take a certain volume for me or they'll attempt a certain mixture for me and yes I will fill them up to the maximum that they can hold plug them use a vibrator on them you know use my dildo my strap on on them while they're full and thus the power exchange oh that just made a tingle <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I mean, I the perk up with that is like, whoa, what was that? <laughs> it's like, oh, I like that. <laughs> so, so yeah, there is a, an element of power exchange, especially if you do what I consider extreme enema play, and that's where you fill the person up to the um, ability that they can hold. And not mm -hmm. everybody can hold the same. The body can hold anywhere from two to three quarts at a time. Okay. It cannot hold more than that. Some people I've pushed to four, but that's getting a little bit dangerous so you normally I'll do two quarts which the standard regular red water bag that you see in Walgreens that you can buy oh, sure, sure. Okay. right is two quarts mm. oh, okay okay so most people can take two and a half to three quarts you don't want to go really anywhere over four because you don't want to rupture anything right you don't want to cause bleeding stretching things like that so I will fill someone up and put a butt plug in my boy's ass and say okay you're going to now clean the house for me mm -hmm. yeah. now the problem with that kind of scenario is it, it's a fantasy in some right. ways because what your body does is it starts to absorb the water. Oh. Right. Okay. You know, the water, if it doesn't come out, it's going to go somewhere and our body is mostly composed of water. So an enema can get absorbed into your body, which is why they tell you not to do alcohol enemas. Okay. Because anything I add into that mixture is also going to go directly into your bloodstream. Oh. And you want to be careful what you add as mixtures because you don't want to have any kind of reaction or poisoning. Okay. Right. Now, I, I absolutely know nothing about this. So do you, can you use things uh, just to be evil? Like, I mean, like Tabasco or something? No. <laughs> 
No. You can use things to be evil, but the things that you want to use to be evil are things that are safe to put into an enema mixture. For example, I'm not going to use Tabasco. Okay. I'm not going to use cayenne pepper. I'm going to use things like baking soda, lemon juice. Okay. Why, now, le why lemon juice? Was it just because it's stingy? Or? Uh, no. Mm -mm. The lemon juice causes severe cramping. Oh. Okay. The baking baking soda, think about what happens when baking soda hits water. Yeah, like okay? fizzles, right? It fizzles. Okay. So it causes explosives, explosive expulsions. Oh. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> Expulsion. Uh, so, and if you put the two together, you've got really, really bad cramps and expulsion. Okay. So humiliation so, play. I was going to say Yes. That. Do you, Okay. So oh, yes. that would be... You can do control. You can do humiliation play. Um, for example, in control, it's um, if the person is um, wanting to experiment with enemas and push their boundaries on what they can hold, mm -hmm. it's they have to hold a certain amount. Right. I let the water and the cramping subside, kind of get absorbed in their body a little bit, and then I'll add more water. <laughs> wow. All right. Humiliation, if you make a mess... Mm -hmm. There's the verbal humiliation and the element. Now, I don't tend to do that with people who are specifically into the cleansing aspect of it right. because that is a fear that some of them do have, is that they are going to make a mess and mm -hmm. they don't want to disappoint their mistress or their master who is engaging in this activity to them. Right. So I'm very careful about the person I'm playing with. Is that humiliation a factor I want to bring in or is it not something that they have a phobia about and if I do make a joke or embarrass them, they're never going to come see me again right. because, you know, they feel they failed. What so I'm very careful psychologically about that aspect of bringing it in. Okay. What kind of safety considerations, not other than just the mix itself? The but. mix of the mix itself is important. Mm -hmm. uh, the volume is important. Any kind you do any type of invasive activity, whether it's needles, enemas, you have to make your your field as sterile and clean as possible. Mm -hmm. um, I don't use uh, serum. I don't use nozzles from one person to another person. Okay. All right, because you there is no real way to clean the nozzles unless you're going to do a cold soak on the nozzles, mm -hmm. and that's with uh, like cavicide, modicide, some type of um, medical grade cleaner that you can soak them, and those aren't made to go in the body. Okay, mm -hmm. now okay. it's kind of like bleach. Right. You know? right. So you have to be very careful when you clean your nozzles that if you clean them with a cold soak, it's something that can get inserted in the body, that the chemical residue is not going to cause a poison effect. So usually if I'm doing enema play with someone, they either bring their own nozzles or I buy a disposable mm. nozzle. Okay. Because right? yeah, you don't want to call a poison control center. How did you get poisoned? <laughs> I put a poison nozzle up my butt. Right. <laughs> my mistress gave me an enema with a poison nozzle. Not good. Not good. Good, the good. other thing you do have to be extra careful about uh, is, is two things. And we, we do this in our scenes all the time. We're always doing the whole health check. You know, do you have high blood pressure, low blood pressure, hypoglycemia, um, heart disease, you know, the whole list of health care questions that we do ask people. Well, when you are doing an enema, you can change your blood sugar much quicker than you do with regular play. Because what you're doing is you're flushing out their system. Oh, okay. So your blood pressure can go very, very quickly. All right. So you have to be very careful that if anyone is at all iron deficient or has any type of problem, diabetes, which would be you know, high blood pressure, you want to be very careful with that. Okay. okay. Whenever I do any kind of enema play, I always keep glucose tablets on hand right away. 
Hmm. Now, um, the other thing is most of the enema positions are not standing. Right. All right. So what happens is that you'll be putting someone in an enema position. You'll be filling them up. Right. They'll get up very quickly to go to the bathroom, and they'll get lightheaded or dizzy. So what's an enema position? An enema position, and I am so bad because I do not remember the technical <laughs> name for it because I'm not a medical doctor or my mistress. Um, most of the enemas that I do are either with the person on my gynae table mm-hmm. with their feet in the stirrups, okay, uh-huh. or I will have them lie to the left uh-huh. and with one leg straight out and one leg bent. And what that does is it kind of opens up the colon area and allows the water to go into their body easier and further. Okay. Now, see, I'm glad I asked because I was automatically thinking hands and knees. Yeah, yeah, I would. No. Too. What happens? Okay, think about when you're on your hands and knees. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen with that water? It's just going to go in. It's going to go in, and it's going to go down towards your cavity, and right. more of it's going to get absorbed. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Whereas if you're on your back or you're on your side with the standard, you know, knee up, it's being contained here. Right. No, it's going to stay more here and. and here as they can't see <laughs> lower colon area <laughs> um, and build up more pressure if you're on your hands and knees the other thing is with your hands and knees when you come back up that way you're also yeah. more likely to get a little bit more dizzy that way okay so it's, it's really interesting that a lot of people that i know bdsm kinksters you can run through a gauntlet of things and they're like, oh yeah, I'm into that. The whole blood play and <laughs> flesh hooks and flogging and whips and uh, what blah blah. And then you talk about butt stuff and they're like, eh, no. <laughs> do, you, yes. do you get that kind of response? Yes. A lot? Okay. Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. And, th- and think about it, Dan. Part of it has to do with our society. Uh, we are meant to be very modest people. We came, you know, most of us came, you know, from you know, Puritan, Puritanical society. That's mm-hmm. we're very, very modest. You're supposed to go to the bathroom, close the door, even when you're married. Right. Be very discreet. And when you go to the doctor, some people are uncomfortable. Well, you know, I've had, you know, bowel movements that are kind of loose for a week. My tummy's upset, and I'm going to the bathroom. You know, so we try to skirt around the issue of yeah. talking yeah. about our bowel movements, mm-hmm. and that is part of the problem is that it's something that we don't feel comfortable with. We can feel comfortable, you know, sucking cock on, you know, Fifth Avenue in Manhattan, but God forbid you have to take a shit at a gas station. Right. Mm-hmm. And everybody does it every day, sometimes more than once. More than once a day. You're actually <laughs> supposed to do it two times a day right. for a healthy colon. <laughs> yes, wow. yes, you're supposed to go to shit twice a day. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a shit twice a day. I don't know about getting an enema twice a day. That'd be a little <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean an enema twice a day. No. <laughs> so is there a such thing as too many enemas? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. You do not want to do too many because then what you're doing is you're taking that tissue and you're not, you know, the tissue inside, you're mm-hmm. not allowing it to have healthy bacteria. Okay. And, and maintain a balance. Okay. You know, if you keep, it's kind of like your hair. If you keep dyeing it and keep dyeing it, sooner or later it's going to be stripped of all nutrients yeah. and it's going to be dry and brittle. Well, it's the same thing as your colon and your and your tissues in there. You have to allow them some healthy bacteria so they can fight off illnesses. Okay. You know, so I usually recommend for people who come see me for enema sessions that they have one a month. Okay. You know, and one a month is very good for health. Because you're flushing your system out of all the crap you've been eating. You know, red meat tends to stay in your colon the longest. So if you're a big red meat eater, get a regular right. enema, flush it out. And mm. it's really good for cleaning a lot of that out and having, have, helping your system maintain and re-go, re-go, return to a healthy, <laughs> you better exit and get rid of that one, uh, <laughs> a healthy bacterial state. 
Okay, cool. It's very cool. So, so how do I find out more about Mistress Simone? Mistress Simone can be found at www.chicago-mistress.com. Or you can find some of my clips on Kink Academy or on your podcast. Well, there you go. Nice. Mr. Simone, thank you very much. And uh, I'm glad I'm, I'm going to vegetarian because I'm not a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of fiber. <laughs> Meet the host of BSing with Barak and Sheba at Beyond the Love, the three-day poly event. You'll find them giving our keynote speech and they'll be doing a fantastic job of it. Three days, poly classes, and fun all weekend long for only $69 at the early bird price. What, what a, a bargain. bargain! By Dawn. By Dawn. Oh, beyondlove.org, I should say that. <laughs>